Hello guys, welcome to part 2 of the fear mindset. Today we'll be talking about creating fear, some of the triggers of fear and of course becoming fearless. Stay tuned. This is the Head to Hand podcast, a journey that takes you to a space of endless possibilities, a sphere where things you desire can be realized and to get you to a place that transcends limitations. Welcome back. So in the previous episode, you dissected fear using four concepts one fear is a capacity of human nature two innate versus learned fear three the more afraid you are the more alarming things appear and four idea versus actuality of fear so in case you've not listened to the previous episode please go back so you can understand fully what fear truly is all about today we'll be talking um, on creating fear the mechanisms that are going to place to be able to say one is afraid what are the organs of your body that are in place when you're afraid and once you're able to understand this mechanism you'll be able to fully grasp just how much goes into place when you're afraid so the fear mechanism occurs in the brain and is a chain reaction like a domino effect so it's like a situation in which one event causes a series of you know similar effects it's like a cumulative effect so once one thing is set off you know it continues to just go over each other and then it's completely unconscious once there is the activation of a stimulus it can go into one of two pathways so it, it can either be a low road pathway or the high road pathway so let me repeat myself. Once a stimulus is activated, it can go into one of two pathways. So it's either the low road pathway or the high road pathway. So what's the difference between these two pathways? The first one, low road pathway, is acting first and thinking later. So you act first and you think later. So it's a pathway that takes no chances. So for instance, if you hear footsteps when you're the only one in a room, You don't think that it's not possible for me to hear this, you act first. So maybe you go into hiding first and then maybe in that place of hiding, you begin to think that, you know, it's not possible for me to actually hear those footsteps. So that's like an illustration of the low road pathway. While the high road pathway is think first, then you act, which is what we're actually going for. So you first make logical conclusions before you act on what it is you're afraid of. The part of the brain responsible for processing emotions is the amygdala. And so the amygdala, once um, any of these pathways activated, it goes on to trigger emotional response by the amygdala. Amygdala is, is, is a little part of the brain. And once um, emotional responses are triggered, it goes on to release chemicals. And these chemicals lead to the flight or fight response, which is like the physical response. 
it's characterized by high blood pressure, high heart rate, pyloerect, which is also known as goosebumps, and other physiological changes that occurs when you're about to fight or, fight or flight. So I hope I didn't lose it in my little physiology class. So let me just run through it briefly. Stimulus is activated leads to one of two pathways, low road pathway or high road pathway. Low road pathway, act first, think later. High road pathway, think first, then act. They all follow the same process. So once any of these pathways is activated, it goes further to the amygdala, which processes emotions. So the amygdala triggers emotional response, which causes the release of chemicals that then leads to the fight or flight response, which are physical responses like increased heart rate, increased blood pressure, pyloerection or goosebumps, and other physiological changes. So now you know that it occurs in the brain and it is completely unconscious. So since it's completely unconscious, you want to make sure that it works in your favor. All right, so let's move on to some of the expressions of fear, some of the things that could trigger fear. You know, I said in the previous episode that it is different for everyone. Our capacity to fear is similar, but how we choose to react to it is different for everyone. So this is like a generalization of some of the things that could actually trigger fear and the first is immediate and obvious threat or harm for instance maybe coming face to face with a lion or a tiger that's like an obvious threat you can see it it's something that you can't see and it's not far-fetched so it immediately instills fear within you the second trigger is fear itself do you know that some so many people are actually afraid of fear itself like the idea of being afraid is scary to a lot of people so so many people in the course of their life are actually in constant war with fear itself the idea of fear itself that's another trigger the third is habitually predicting failure so someone's fear of failure when you begin to habitually predict you're going to fail in something it creates this fear within you that maybe i'm never going to be good enough maybe i'm never going to make anything out of myself because there is this constant locking shadow in you know in the in the four walls of your brain and it constantly reminds you of the fact or the probability that you can fail and the problem comes when it's habitual. The third is confusion. So when you don't know what to expect and if it will even harm you or not. Because you don't even know what to expect. That can trigger fear. So that's some sort of uncertainty. You don't know what to expect and you, just, you don't know how you're going to react to that thing. The fourth is worst case scenario so when you're always bothered about the worst case scenario is one of the things that can trigger fear for you there's so many people that they have never failed before because they never actually tried it they never actually tried that thing they're afraid of failing at 
and so enough fosters that fear because you know if you had actually tried it then you'd be certain if you feel that this thing or you didn't but then now you've never actually tried it before and you're afraid of it worst case scenario what's the worst case what's the worst thing that can happen if i go on this journey what's the worst thing that can happen if i perform this action if i take this test what's the worst case scenario okay maybe i'll fail and then they don't even bother writing the test or you don't even bother taking that task the last is past failures and disappointments so you've met with failure maybe at some point in your life it has a way of conditioning your mind such that if that task should come up again or if you have a reason to be in that particular situation again you you become afraid but then i came across this this quote that actually just made sense it says except you keep doing it over and over again and failing there's no justification so you can't just fail one time and and you know term it as failure except you've tried it 15 times or a hundred times or 500 times and you kept failing at that particular thing and you have no justification to be afraid of that failure so those are some of the triggers of fear like i said earlier on it expresses itself differently in every individual so this is just like a generalization of some of the things that can actually trigger fear all right so becoming fearless becoming fearless you know so many of us want to transcend the limitations of being afraid so many of us want to transcend having to live in fear not being able to do all that you want to do in life and not being able to live the kind of life you desire or you dream of go on a path to becoming fearless you go on seeking fearlessness but then let me first make this statement before we dig into becoming fearless i want you to note that fearless is not the absence of fear doing it despite fear that's being fearless when you're actually a fearless person when you're faced with that fearful situation and you do all you're meant to do despite being afraid then you're fearless so how can we then become all that we're meant to be and do all we're meant to do even in the face of fear one leverage fear leverage fear be willing to do those things that scare you let's use bungee jumping for instance so is that sport or activity where a person is jumping from a great height while connected to a large elastic cord so if you've ever taken part in that activity or seen where it's been carried out you know that it is a fearful situation like you're falling from a very great height into most times what seems like a deep gorge or a valley or the ocean in part one of the fear mindset i said fear is a paradigm is a lens through which you see things so how about you change that paradigm 
change how you see things change how you experience things change how you want to react to things so how can you change your paradigm one shine the light on your fear that's confront your fear what am i afraid of if i'm afraid of the dark how about i confront the fear of the dark why am i really afraid of of being in the dark was it past trauma was it past experience or is it just an idea that has become part of me over time once you begin to you know, confront these fears it makes more sense you begin to understand it better and understand why exactly you're really afraid the second is truth truth is actually the cure for fear so once you shine the light on what you're afraid of then you face it with the truth just basically facing fear with truth will help in changing your paradigm the third is identify your fear trigger once you name it you can tame it so once you're able to name what you're afraid of once you've identified what triggers your fear and how your fear expresses itself you can be able to tame it called you know what it is that triggers this fear for you and then you're able to tame it you're able to limit your exposure to these things you know you're able to act on it because now you're clear on what it truly is and not just the idea the last is only the brave bravery comes by acting as though you are fearless what this means that you start to actually become fearless because you were acting as though you were fearless i hope you understand so even in the face of fear you know i still show up I'm constantly showing up actually builds my becoming fearless let's use the muscle as an illustration let's say my bicep muscle if i use it continuously habitually training my bicep muscle it becomes stoned and firm but let's say I do not exercise I do not work out so what's going to happen it's going to become soggy full it's going to be full of a lot of fat that I do not really want so it's the same thing with bravery so it's the same concept to bravery once you continue to use your bravery once you continue to show up in despite being afraid once you continue to act despite being afraid you start to actually become fearless because you know you're constantly overcoming that fear at that particular point in time before you know it you don't even have to think about it before you act because it has become an habit that has become unconscious so you can now act fearless even unconsciously how do you become fearless one leverage your fear two change your paradigm three identify your fear triggers and four only the brave so i'm going to end with this quote by ruth gendler it says fear has a large shadow but he himself is small fear comes with all these things it gathers momentum gathers um, allies gathers everything that would make it seem as though scary 
but if you begin to unpack fear in itself you find out that is as small and as minute as a mustard seed i believe this two-part episode has dealt with fear to the barest minimum such that you now fully understand what fear is and how to actually overcome it i hope you're no longer paralyzed by what you do not know I hope you begin to walk in the light of all that you know. You change your paradigm and then you're able to achieve all that you're meant to do. See you on the next episode. I'm super excited because we're en route to becoming better versions of ourselves. Thank you for listening. This is me signing out. See you next time.